0: Welcome to The Building Code,
1: Zach Watovich here. And I'm Charlie Burtwissel. How are you doing today, Charlie? I'm doing fantastic. doing well. I'm doing really, really good. Super excited to get Lynette in here in person. Uh, she is uh, executive director over at Project Houseworks, which is actually an Omaha-based organization. So super excited to have her in the in the studio, super excited to talk to someone here in Omaha along with us. Um, and obviously really excited to hear about all the awesome work that Project Houseworks does for the senior community uh, in the surrounding area, I'm excited to explore
0: an area. I don't think we've had a nonprofit organization come while we've been the host. Of not the since we've code. been here, no. So, so we'll get to kind of see the the differences and the uniqueness of running a nonprofit versus a typical construction company.
1: We'll find out what's similar, what's different, uh, and talk about their Builder Trend journey. Yeah, I'm really excited to get her on here. I want to save some firepower for her and not just talk about it the entire time. But I was on their website earlier and. The services that they provide um, are just incredible, and you know, impacting the community in a big, big way. So, uh, truly grateful to have her on the podcast, and really, really excited to talk to her. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get her in here.
0: Lynette, welcome to the Building Code. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We have Lynette here in person, which is really exciting. Not always the case when we're doing the Building Code. We always prefer to have people. So, if you're out there, if you're ever on the podcast, feel free to drop in at Builder Trend. We would love to have you, Lynette. We're going to talk a little bit about your your organization here in Omaha, Nebraska, where Builder Trend is located, called Project Houseworks. Before we get too deep too far down the rabbit hole to talk about your organization, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and and kind of what your uh, company's mission is?
2: Sure. So um, I've been at Project Houseworks for geez, uh, almost eight years, um, and I've been in the nonprofit world for. A long, long time uh, in leadership roles. I was with uh, Susan G. Komen for The Cure for many, many years. Um, And I actually call this my accidental career because (sighs) I really had no intention on ever being in the nonprofit world. Um, I was actually in the travel industry for a long time. I was a flight attendant and I uh, was a travel agent and ultimately became like a trainer in the travel world. Um, And so when I I was staying at home with my kids when 9-11 happened, And I was, they were little and I was raising them. And after that, I decided I would never go back to the travel industry. And, um, I mean, things are fine now, obviously, but it was, you know, time of uncertainty.
0: (laughs) I could see why that thought might run
2: through. (laughs) And so, um, so I was volunteering a lot at that time and was volunteering for the Race for the Cure. And ultimately they asked me to be their first uh, employee. So wow. Yeah, for the local affiliate, for the yeah, Nebraska yeah. affiliate. So um, I accepted the challenge. I really had no idea what I was doing, but I was there for nine years, and it was really incredible. It was um, sort of like this position here at Project Houseworks. There has been a, there was a lot of growth and, um, and a lot of impact made.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you have to wear a lot of different hats in the nonprofit world.
2: For sure. And I think unless you've been in the nonprofit world, it's sort of hard to understand because, you know, you're juggling so much you're juggling um, donors like that's super important right like you're um, making sure you're meeting all of the needs of the funders that you have but also that you've got the clients that you're serving and you have your staff and you have volunteers and you have a board of directors and so there's there's a lot of things to be responsible for but the reward is great, so um, that's why a lot of uh, people in the nonprofit world, you know, it's different and it's, and it's a lot, but it's rewarding.
1: I feel like, yeah, that, I mean, that's just awesome to hear, and I also feel like it's pretty on par for some of the uh, guests we have here. Where like the accidental career is just all of a sudden <laughs> I was doing one thing, and I mean, Zach and I are accidental podcast host <laughs> Good so point. We, can <laughs> we can relate yeah i don't know if we have as much impact as uh or so 80, <laughs> <or 80 laughs> you all. never know yeah but we do get to you know talk with awesome people like lynette and share it with the world so yeah. a little impact there um so tell us a little bit more about project house Houseworks. what's sure. uh your mission there
2: um so our mission is to provide um free repairs and modifications for seniors um and while we are changing and um Growing our impact in the community. So we're actually serving others at this point. That's been the the core of our mission for since the beginning for 27 years Um, It started as a nonprofit to serve seniors with free home repairs Um, when it first started it was um, all volunteer based and so they would get companies to volunteer their time, like Builder Trend, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to volunteer their time, and um, they would take on a project. So they would, they would go in, and we'd buy the materials, but they would provide all the labor. Gotcha. Um, it was a lot of weekend warrior type uh, volunteers that you know really have probably had. Experiences doing their own repairs in their homes, but they really wanted to share that and um, help seniors in our community. So that's how it operated for many, many years. Um, and then at one point, um, and they, it was, the, as the story goes, um, every year they'd have way more seniors applying for the program than they could actually provide service for. So they didn't have enough volunteers to meet the need. Um, And so with the applications of the seniors that they weren't able to serve, they said that they would put them like on a shelf in a box. And they called it the box of shame because they couldn't help these seniors. And so they decided to start raising money in order to be able to provide those service by hiring professionals to do the work that volunteers couldn't. And so that's how the program started.
1: And you said one word that I really want to highlight a couple times. You said free. So this isn't low cost services, this isn't discounted services, this is 100% free services that you're
2: providing. 100% free, we've never charged a senior for any work that we've done.
1: Which is incredible. That is
0: really, really incredible. Um, What type of projects are you doing for them typically? I mean, is it?
2: Well, so like when I first started, um, our average cost for a project would be like between $500 and $600. So basically we were just going in and, you know, they might call because their their pipe was leaking underneath their sink. And so we would go in and fix that pipe. Mm -hmm. And so it was really sort of a simple, basic service. But what I noticed after I started was that the same homeowners kept calling us back because, you know, the next month they would have something else Mm -hmm. break. And... Um, Really, what I felt like we were doing is just kind of putting a Band-Aid on their problem. So we and we had a lot of people waiting. And so it was just hard to keep up with the demand. So I went to our funders and said, you know, what would you think about how we could serve, um, do deeper repairs, deeper impact? We might not serve as many homeowners, but we would be able to do more for them. And they were all like, that makes complete sense. You know, so our scope of work at that point changed. Uh, drastically, where we were actually going in, and they might call us because they had a leak, but we'd act, we'd go in and, and look at all of their issues to see if we could make it a whole project.
0: Yeah. Do you do the Omaha Metro, or do you have certain areas in Omaha that you work, or do you expand out into the rural communities too? I mean, what's your kind of Douglas and Sarpy. Douglas County, Sarpy County, mm-hmm. County, pretty wide range though. I that's mean, right. we have got a lot of a lot right. of people to help in that right. in those areas. Um, that's really really awesome to learn. We were talking before we started um, recording about you have nine employee full time employees now, mm-hmm. and do you still manage having volunteers too. I mean, you've gone through this sort of evolution. Do you keep it mostly in house <laughs> now, or do you still take on like Charlie and I would love to come volunteer? Yeah, you know, we we'll get some Builder Trend folks, and we will
2: give you that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've changed a little bit. Um, the volunteer opportunity we used to have for many many years um, was the senior repair project mm-hmm. uh, volunteer opportunity, but. Um, we went away from that because we are really committed to doing professional work for the homeowners we serve. And while volunteers usually have a really good heart (laughs) to serve, they a lot of times didn't know exactly what they were doing. And we would spend a lot of time going in after the projects to make things right. Right. Um, and so it just it, it took a lot of our time and energy and really took away from the service we were trying to provide for the seniors. And so we went away from that volunteer project, but fortunately several years ago we were approached by a small nonprofit uh, called um, Brush Up, and they had provided um, free house painting for seniors using mm. volunteers and had been in this community for even longer. I think it's the 32nd year of that event. Oh, wow. Um, I feel like it's,
0: br- it's Brush Up Nebraska. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah. because I'm quite sure you probably got an email about it yeah, last deft, year I think because Builder Trend did have a team. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I remember.
0: I, but I did it with my, I feel like my my family did it oh, years ago. Okay, too. probably. So I know they've been around for a long time. Yeah. But
2: So yeah, Builder Trend had a team this year. It was amazing. That's and awesome. you know, the thing about our volunteer events, which I love is, you know, there's lots of, really great volunteer opportunities in this community, but this one you get to actually meet the person that you're helping and spend the day with them. And um, it's just, it's so amazing amazing to make that connection with someone in need that really appreciates the service.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds like an awesome opportunity. And I I love the idea. Maybe we do a little podcast on the road. Um, go out there and live from the job oh. site, help increase some awareness there. That would uh, be so much fun. That would be a blast. Yeah. Uh, I've pitched a few different travel ideas on this podcast uh-huh. before, but that might be the most realistic. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll
0: bring the scope into Omaha.
1: Yeah.
2: For the concept.
1: we we're you know, we're always scheming <laughs> to try and
2: I can tell you two are trouble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I like where this is going. What's the, uh, what sort of uh, capacity do you guys have? So how many, you know, in a typical year, how many projects would you guys work on?
2: Sure. So before COVID, I think the year before COVID, we served 214 homeowners. Oh, wow. So it's it's a lot. Um, yeah. Not everyone needs as much. So sometimes we go in and they just have a few things. Um, but some of our scope of works, they're up to $30,000. Oh, so we're dang. like replacing the water heater and the furnace and a new roof and we're renovating their kitchen and so some of our projects in fact more and more our projects are more like that
1: yeah that's uh, way higher than i was anticipating especially with only eight nine full-time employees
2: so covid hasn't impacted that um we did serve 150 seniors during COVID, so that was still significant. Um, but one of the things we're finding too, is that you know our, our goal is that these seniors can age in place, age in a healthy environment. It's the safest place for them. And so if we can create that environment so that they can live in their house for as long as possible, um, that's what we want to do. And so we're actually, when we do our assessments now, we really are looking at absolutely everything. We're looking at their flooring, their windows, kitchens and bathrooms, um, their electrical plumbing. And we really want to make as big of an impact as possible for each person we serve.
0: That makes a ton of sense. I was just thinking about that as you were talking of like, I'm sure you want to try and find the places that you know, you can really change their lives in the most effective way possible, you know. And I think about my own grandpa who lived, you know, after my grandma passed away, like how important his house was to him and how that gave him a sense of pride. And, and like, it's just such a powerful thing for that population. So it's really, really incredible to hear about this work. And of course, you know, Trend is a software company. So we have to talk a little bit about, <laughs> you know, your guys' experience using Trend. You, you, have you do you use builder trend uh, through your process now we do and, and why did you seek out builder trend um, from a, an organizational standpoint
2: well as you know our scopes were getting bigger and our budgets were getting bigger and we were serving more seniors um, because ironically that's what happened when we told our donors we might not serve as many we actually got more and more funding and we were doing all of that we were serving more and um, the projects were getting really big, and so yeah. we're trying to manage all of this on you know in word documents and, and spreadsheets. And um, I think it was pivotal when uh, someone accidentally um, messed up one of our spreadsheets and saved it, and we all of our all of our data was completely messed up. Yeah. And it was like, okay, we can't do that anymore, um, because I think what's important to know is that. Um, our funding it comes a lot from grants and we have like deliverables on those grants. And so if we told a donor through the grant process that we're going to serve X amount of people and we've got a report that we did that work. And so trying to manage our data, you know, with spreadsheets just didn't make sense for us anymore. And so um, we, we looked into it and we still, uh, we loved it. And we all were in, we're, we've got to do this, but we still really didn't feel like we had the capacity um, and the resources to take it on. And about a year later, we were like, all right, we're doing this. Prophetic. And so, and best thing, I mean, it's, it's been, it's made a huge impact on our organization.
1: What would you say is like the, the biggest change in like process or what do you guys uh, use Builder Trend for the most to kind of optimize and streamline your, your kind of workflow there?
2: Well, definitely, uh, you know, building our estimates, um, it's, you know, that's obviously the most basic thing, but it's been the best thing because we didn't really have a, a process to do that before. And so, um, geez, well, we're, I can go on and on. I mean, we just, we love Builder Trend because it's just, it helps us, it's helped streamline everything. We brought you out for a reason. So you can just, you can just let it go. <laughs> <I'm> gonna, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I like building the estimates, really. that's That's been the biggest thing, but like how, we can tie everything like to one project. So, you know, we're, um, all of our documents are attached to that one project. So they're not all over the place being stored everywhere. Yeah. So all of our, um, the bids that we get from our subcontractors, all of the photos that we take not only during the assessment, but also during the project and the final walkthrough photos. And I can't tell you how much, like how many times we go back and refer to those photos. Right. Um, the other thing that's been really impactful for us is just the time clock because, when uh, before, you know, our guys were keeping track of their time, but it's it's cumbersome, right? When they're writing everything down, and now they're clocking in and out of each project throughout today, which helps us be able to report to our grantees how much time we spent on a project and how much money we needed for that project for labor. Um, some of our grants are reimbursable, which means we have to do all the, the work and then we ask for funding. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have really accurate reports to submit and, you know, just that earns the trust of our donors knowing that we're keeping such good records on everything that we do.
0: Really interested, do you let your donors like log into Builder Trend from the homeowner portal or just like expose any of that?
2: Um, no, but I would if they wanted yeah, to. Right. But, but I also like, I download reports yeah. to show them. So yeah, they do get to see our that's work in awesome. Builder Trend. Um, the one thing that I absolutely love is our daily logs because um, we had a terrible time communicating. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm sure that's not uncommon, but just, you know, there's so many moving parts and we're trying to keep track of the you know homeowners calling in and the subs calling in and what we've communicated to them and we never had like a way to document all of that so now we use the daily logs for everything um, any communication we have with the homeowner or subs or our crew our crew uses it at the end of every day um, to document what they did on each project and so that's that's probably my favorite thing um, because then i can just go in and it's super easy Um, I mean, just in general, I think the biggest bonus is that it's, it's so user friendly. Um, You know, our construction crew, they're not IT savvy. I mean, I don't think any of them would say that they are or would want to be, but the platform, the mobile app, it just makes us all be able, like streamlines everything so that we all can be looking at projects together and um, just makes it easy.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, hearing you talk, um, and obviously talking to a lot of other builders on this podcast, definitely a lot of similarities between the same sort of pain points that you guys are experiencing and a for-profit builder would Mm -hmm. be experiencing too. I mean, you still have to get your bids. You still have to keep track of your financials. You still need pictures. You still need to communicate. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of the things that you were just talking about there are definitely not unique to you, but you know, broad across the industry as a whole. Um, what would you say are maybe some of the biggest differences, um, a non a nonprofit would have to worry about or deal with uh, that maybe a typical for-profit or commercial builder uh, wouldn't have to think about
2: I mean I agree with you like it it we are a construction company yeah and uh, really the big difference is is that we get our funding um, you know from grants and from foundations and donors and we don't have to you know, get payment from a customer. I mean, that really is the big difference. Other than that, we, we want to see ourselves as a construction company. We want to like hold ourselves to the same standards as any construction company out in this community doing really high quality work. And, um, so I think there's very little differences. I, um, you know, for, for our purposes, we don't have to market our services. Um, right. we're not always trying to find our next client to serve. Um, because we typically have a very long wait list, um, without doing any marketing at all. And so, you know, there, there are some differences in that aspect, but in terms of managing a project, it's, it's the same.
0: I can't imagine having the, the pressure though of like the donor aspect It would, it would be really challenging, <laughs> you know, cause like those mistakes you made like the Excel, that happens everywhere at construction companies. i like, a client doesn't necessarily see that or you can find ways to, you know, make it up on the other end or, you know, just communicate with them and like misunderstanding or sometimes they just eat it. Right. Well, for you, it's like you can't do that. No. With donors who are, you know, graciously giving their money to be able to even run the operation. So, Like right. I, I, I mean.
2: Because it's one thing when somebody hires you to do work, right? Yeah. You know, they, they trust you to do good work and for it to be on a, a good timeline. But when someone else is giving you money to provide a service, there is an extra layer in my mind of responsibility yeah. that someone trusts us to do the work that they want to do um, for seniors. So it, it is it makes it interesting, but also it's fun because... Um, we're doing something for free for someone because someone trusts us to do that work in our community.
1: Yeah. I mean, right before this, we were going through your uh, com page and just like the testimonials you have on there Mm -hmm. and the videos are, I mean, we watched a couple of them, it's just pretty powerful to, to see the impact, have a direct tie to a real person. It's not just a concept. It's not just an idea you guys are working with, but real individual people every single day.
2: Right. And I just, I can't tell you how grateful they are. Um, it's like, they feel like they've won the lottery. I mean, honestly, like the letters that we get from the homeowner about how we've changed their lives. I mean, it's incredible. Um, you know, we have homeowners that were not able to bathe by themselves before we helped them. And can you imagine, I mean, it's the things that we take for granted, yeah. um, that they can't get in out of their bathtub anymore. And so someone would have to come help them. And then when we, um, do a tub to shower conversion that makes them, you know, independent again and and gives them hope and pride and it's, you know, it's all of those really good things um by doing that one thing for them.
1: Yeah, the the ripple effect there I'm sure goes out mm-hmm. a long way too. Um not just impacting them but their community, the people that they're around. Um I'm hoping after people listen to this, they'll be as inspired as we are and, and want to get involved. What are some ways that for our listeners out there that want to, you know, get involved with Project Houseworks or want to give? Uh, what would you recommend them doing?
2: Well, um, you know we can we can always use money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love donations. I mean, but that just helps us serve more seniors. And so, um, but we also have our brush up event in August. It's the third Saturday in August, and that is a great way for a company to get involved and and sponsor the event as well as provide volunteers. Um, because we have a lot of homeowners that need their house painted and then it won't happen without volunteers. And so that's another great way to get involved.
1: Would the resources for both of those be out um, online? Like if people just go to your website, can they find those?
2: Projecthouseworks.org. Um, yep, we talk about both of those things. And um, I think the other thing that I just always want to encourage is because, you know, we, we help a lot of people every year. But still, we're really practically unknown in this community. Mm -hmm, And so just simply like going on our Facebook and liking it and even sharing our information, um, because you, you just, you never know who that's going to reach, right? I mean, it could reach someone that wants to do something for us, but also you could be reaching somebody that really, really, really needs our service and they would have never known about us. And so, um, I just encourage everyone to kind of get to know us and, and share our information.
0: And you know when you're donating to any cause, of course you feel good about it. But I have to imagine for this cause, you can see the direct impact of your donation, which is pretty unique. You into the nonprofit space. I have one last question that I've just been thinking about. You you started your our conversation talking about you fell into this. Is that pretty typical of most of the people you work with in uh, in your organization? Like your your project managers? Like did they go in just to work in nonprofit, or did, you know they find their way there? I just feel like that's probably a common theme in your organization that makes it really special.
2: I think it is. Um, and I I feel like in the past, just even working at nonprofits, it was probably very typical that you didn't really have that career path in mind. Um, but you, you know, someone presented you with something or stumbled across something. And I will tell you, once you work in the nonprofit world, it's really hard to get out of it because it feels good. Yeah, and, right. but um, I think now there's, you know, there's very specific um, degrees you can get for fundraising and nonprofit management, and so I think there are a lot more people now that are much more interested in working in this area and specifically do that. But I would say, in general, I don't think most people think they'll end up working <laughs> in <a> nonprofit. <laughs>
1: so. well, that's awesome to hear. We will definitely make sure to link to all of your your website and your socials and everything in our show notes, so people that are listening can go out and check those out. Um, Otherwise, I think we're about time here. So really, really appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Uh, This was an awesome episode. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, Lynette.
2: We appreciate it. Thanks.
1: We just had Lynette Farhart here on
0: the building Coach. She actually was in person in office. which is one of the great perks of having someone in her backyard. So uh, it was really great to meet her and, and hear about what they do in our community in
1: Omaha, Nebraska with Project Houseworks. Charlie, what are your takeaways? I mean, I feel like my biggest takeaway, and I know I kind of made her stop and, and reiterate it, um, but one more time for the outro, uh, the services that they're providing are completely free uh, for the senior members of the community here. Uh, I know there's a lot of really, really cool organizations that offer really, really cool loans, but Project Houseworks is something that is zero cost, um, and they're able to go in and completely you know, redefine someone's house, completely redefine their outlook on life, completely redefine a lot of their day-to-day tasks um, at no cost to them. So... Yeah, like I said, truly honored to have her on the podcast. It was really cool to hear her talk um, about the impact that they're having, and the really cool thing for me was just connecting the dots between, you know, how they use Builder Trend to make that happen. Um, I think you and I do a decent job of not being like too salesy on this uh, podcast. We could would love to just talk about how awesome Builder Trend is all the time, um, but to hear one of our guests kind of do that for that for us. Um, and kind of connect the dots between we wouldn't be able to make this impact make this change without the software uh, was kind of a cool, you know, takeaway for me to go home, feeling proud about the work I did at at BuilderTrend. Yeah.
0: You know, having an organization like this to that uses BuilderTrend definitely makes you feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself, which is always really cool. And like when you talk to our customers and you see how BuilderTrend can really become the backbone of what their business is doing it solves so many logistical problems, helps all types of, people in our community of all ages and different walks of life. It's really, really exciting to kind of see the impact that just a piece of software can really have, you know?
1: Yeah. And it got me excited about just getting involved. Um, I hope that our listeners feel the same way too, but I feel like you and I could easily, you know, scrap together a little donation to pitch in there Um, as well as I think it'd be cool to just spend some, spend some time, go out and do that, you know, the painting that she referenced and, and try to give back uh, in some other ways as, as well to, help ensure that Project Houseworks can continue to be as successful um, as it's been for the past, you know, she mentioned they've been around for a long time. Lynette personally been there eight years. So uh, a really, really long-standing, you know, impact in the community. Yeah. Let me know
0: this is not the last time that Project Houseworks is going to hear from the building code. So thank you for coming on, Lynette. This was fantastic. I'm Zach Watovich. I'm Charlie Bertwistle. We'll catch you next time.